From the amazing hits. That one is huge. To all the amazing plays. Matt Wyatt has got it all for you. Just listen to that. At the Zone 105.9. And coming to you worldwide at thezone1059.com. Boy, what just happened? (laughs) Welcome in. Welcome in on this Monday. It is a reaction Monday in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Live... On the radio with you on a Monday. It is a reaction Monday. This is the kind of day. Week two, the college football season. Week one of the NFL. We only got one game left. It's tonight. It ought to be a doozy. But this is the the type of Monday show where I take it and just plop the show right down on the table in front of you. And I say to you, here, here's the microphone. Do with it what you wish. Your comments, your opinions, your otherwise, are welcome here today. i got to ask you, what surprised you more this weekend? Was it, I don't know, were you surprised that Southern Miss gave up 66 points on defense to uh, Florida State? There, There was no letdown for Florida State right after a big week one. Were you surprised by that? Were you surprised that, Georgia scored no points in the first quarter of that ballgame. None whatsoever. Georgia played Ball State. That's right. Georgia played Ball State. And at the end of the first quarter, it was 0-0. Zero to zero. Are you surprised by that? Now, they scored 31 points in the second quarter alone. <laughs> okay, but still the point remains. Were you surprised? Or were you most surprised that... Hook'em Horns went to Tuscaloosa and got it done. Now, we may have decided last week on the show that Texas's band was not as good as Alabama's, but apparently their football team is. So get them on in here. You can comment on the live stream if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook. Hey to y'all. Type a comment on the Murray West live thread, and I'll get it in here on the show. Sorry, Bama. Hey, listen, I picked Alabama, okay? I thought Alabama would win that game, all right? I really did. Wrong, 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 wrong. Thank you, Dr. Cox. Wrong, 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 wrong. So uh, I was wrong about that when Texas went in there and beat them by 10 points. What surprised you the most? Maybe maybe what you were most surprised by this weekend was the fact that uh, a fourth-year starting quarterback in the SEC, this is his fourth year to start in the SEC, he is the all-time leader at Mississippi State in passing yards, Passing touchdowns, passing attempts, and adding on to it. He's in the top five or whatever all-time in the SEC in passing yards and got a great chance, 
maybe, we thought, <clears throat> to maybe come out of this year as the number one all-time passing yardage leader in Southeastern Conference history, that that individual got to throw the ball 17 times against Arizona. Maybe you were surprised by that. <laughs> but they won the game, so hail state to all y'all. Yeah, they won the game. And um, it was a heck of a game. Had to win it in overtime, though. Got five turnovers, and that's a good thing they did. Because once uh, Arizona got its feet up under it, here they came, and we had a game on our hands. Meanwhile, the offense kind of got conservative, and it almost got them beat, seemed to me. So uh, more on that. Shoot me a text on the Country Please and text line. Country Please and Sausage on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. It is the best sausage, hands down, in my opinion. Check it out. Go to countrypleasing.com. You can text the show at 885-3776. It's a 601 number, 885-3776. Another way to remember that is 885-ESPN. Or you can call me on the Divini phone. I hope you will today on this Reaction Monday. That way I get to hear your voice. You um, you uh, get to talk to Beaver first if you call the show, which is a, an added bonus. See, I'm going to prove it to you right now. Watch this. Hey, Beaver. Hey, Matt White. See how nice it is, y'all, to talk to Beaver? Beaver, how you doing on this Monday? I'm doing good. So a little birdie tells me that Jake Wimberly's strutting around like a little rooster. With his chest poked out because he yeah. picked Texas to win. Yeah, and even I will try to get this not to play later. I'm going to talk to him about it. He put his very rudimentary Adobe Audition skills together <laughs> and put this seven-minute clip together, basically of a bunch of clips of him from the past six months saying Texas is going to go in there and beat Alabama, and I'm just sitting there thinking, don't be that guy. <laughs> That's way too long of a bit just to say, I was right. First of all, you're being that guy by coming out and saying, I'm right, but you want to put together a seven-minute clip of it. So yeah, I, I'm going to try to talk some sense into it there. <laughs> but uh, then, our, then our boss over here who's a Tennessee fan was talking trash to our sales guy over here who's a big Alabama fan. So yeah. it's just – I've been – front seat for a bunch of just trash talk all morning. It's been a trash talk Monday around the radio station is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Hey, and, and the boss who's a Tennessee fan, his name's Ricky Bobby, right? Isn't that his name, Ricky Bobby? Mm-hmm. If you're not first, you're last, right, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> hey, Ricky, this is for you. Thirty to thirteen over Austin Pete. Listen, Beaver, tell Ricky I said if your team is ranked in the top ten, okay, and you're you struggle at home with Austin P, don't be chiding other people. I still dream about that. Rocky Top, all right, I'm just kidding with everybody. See, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to do this trash talk thing that Beaver no, told you, me about. But on the Tennessee thing, 
No, that's 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 absolutely real. At one point, I looked down there, and like the at the bottom line, I saw the score in the second quarter. Tennessee was up. I want to say it was like thirteen to six, and I yeah. I says the same thing to myself. I says, "What? How is it only <laughs> that? What are you doing against Austin P?" Yeah. What they were doing was not having a a stellar day on offense, and it, it's pretty obvious to me that. I mean, Tennessee still is good, and they still can be good and win a bunch of games, but they are not the same on offense without Hendon Hooker. You know, this year they got Milton. Last year he was Hendon Hooker's backup. Milton's a talented guy. They're going to have to be different somehow. And they miss those receivers. We forget how talented they were at receiver. All right, so all those things said, here's it's time for me to now make good on my promise and I said, here, when we have these kinds of reaction Monday shows, we didn't even touch on the NFL last night. Everybody's already crowning the Cowboys. I will warn you about doing that. Okay? They played in the rain last night, and I, I'll warn you. <laughs> How many times have you seen it? Anyway, uh, I'm taking the show. I'm plopping it down on the table, and everybody has a microphone, not just me. So get them on in here. Lots of texts and comments to get to already. I'll start with the country-pleasing text line. Again, the number 885-3776 or 885-ESPN. Unnamed texter says, Matt, I can't wait to hear your take on State's game and the quarterbacks. With competition a bit more stiff, this game gave them more opportunity to find their new groove. Well, I, I, they didn't find it, though. That's the thing. Offensively, still kind of looking for it. Did some good things, but it was a little bit of up and down, and it's one of those where – you know, I could take half an hour here and still not really peel back all the things that I felt like went into that. But if if I try to sum it up as best I can, the the game changed on them in a good way early because of all the turnovers. The defense goes out and it's just popping Arizona in the mouth, creating turnovers on the first three possessions. Even though State got the ball first, they drove down the field and had an unfinished drive. They're scoring, they fumble it in the end zone, it becomes a touchback, right? So you get this long drive, but it's unfinished. Well, the defense gives you the ball right back, you score. Boom, 7-zip. The defense gives you the ball right back at the 6-yard line. Boom, you score, 14-zip, right? And then they get another turnover. Well, in, when that happened, it's like that in a couple of series, within the three series of the defense being out there, the offense hadn't been out there long because they kept going out and scoring just like this. Then you heard... Zach Arnett say they go, come out, and at the end of the first quarter, Arizona goes on a 19-play drive. So the defense spent the entire first quarter on the field, pretty much, outside of one possession for State to begin the ballgame. So Zach Arnett said, he tells the offense, hey, listen, you get the ball, you know, we need a breather. Keep it on the ground, eat up some clock right here, okay? You know, our defense has been on the field a lot. So you're up big in the game. I'm not making excuses for it, okay, but I'm just saying you're up big in the game. Your defense has been on the field the entire first quarter, including a 19-play drive that they allowed. The coach says eat up some clock, stay on the field. So offensively, that changes kind of your approach, and I think that's what started it in this real what looked like kind of, you know, kind of sort of, I don't know, stepping back into a more conservative role of protecting the lead as opposed to going out and trying to, you know, really aggressively extend it, and that turned the game upside down on you. You just can't do that. I think they learned that. Can't do it. And uh, and to Arizona's credit, man, look, they're a pretty good 
they they look like a pretty decent team. You know, outside of all these just massive turnovers, they turned the ball over five times. They did a lot of really good things. The one thing that Arizona couldn't do was run the ball with their running back. Just like their leading rusher at the end of the day was the QB from running around. So State goes out, shuts their run game down to, to the running back at all, and then the whole game goes on the shoulders of the quarterback. To his credit, he took them up and down the field some. They made it interesting. The defense made it interesting, but part of that was due to State's offense kind of struggling a little bit during the meat of the game. All that said, though, you made some plays <laughs> when you had to make them especially. And finally, this is sort of the cap. This is the lid on that game for Mississippi State. I said it in a kind of a full fleshing it out recap of the game, more of a podcast than anything else, but it's a video on YouTube. You can see it. State doesn't win that game without Jet Johnson and Buki Watson at linebacker. And, you know, you could go one or the other, but I think it's the combination of the, the combination of those two senior linebackers. The way that game went, you don't win that game without them. And they both were unbelievable. And, of course, Jet Johnson goes out and gets, you know, SEC Player of the Week. Jet Johnson made some of the most unbelievable plays I've seen him make in his career. He had, a, he had an incredible – they don't win that game without Jet Johnson playing the way that he played. And, of course, he had the two interceptions. One, he drops in the throwing lane. Quarterback didn't see it, throws it to him in the first quarter on a curl route. The other was, I think, fourth quarter, right, on a – really the, the corner to Carlos Nicholson created the turnover by jumping the route, gets his hand in front, tip ball, ricochets right to Jet. That was his second. But the three best plays – well, maybe the most important sequence that Jet made was Arizona's down by three, late fourth quarter. There's like a minute and a half left or whatever. And they've gotten a big play deep in the state territory. And on three consecutive plays, first down, second down, third down, Jet Johnson makes a play. On first down, he reads a play, cuts it off, tackle for loss. Now it's like second and 14. On second down, he drops in coverage. They throw a pass, complete it. He runs out, makes the tackle one yard short of the first down stick. And then on third and one, he comes off the edge. They ran inside behind left guard. He comes off the edge, hits the offensive tackle, stands him straight up, drives the tackle back to the running back, hits the running back, stops him a yard short of the line, and doesn't go backwards. When he hit that running back on third and one, if he takes one step backward, it's a first down Arizona. Jet hit him with an offensive lineman on his shoulder and didn't move. Fourth and one, now they have to kick a field goal to tie the game. It preserves State's chance to maybe be able to win the game in overtime. If he doesn't make those three plays, they score, they beat you. He, he was that big. And to every mushy-headed media member who Jet being – the top returning tackler in the Southeastern Conference, a you know a starting linebacker, fifth-year senior, whatever he is, who didn't even put him on any of your preseason All-SEC votes. You idiots. Hank Hill's got a message for you. Now you listen to me, mister. I work for a living. And I mean real work, not writing down gobbledygook. That's for you, mushy-headed media, and congrats to Jet Johnson on SEC Defensive Player of the Week. It was a runaway, double-digit tackle, seven solo. 
He had like a sack or two, a couple of tackles for loss, two interceptions. It was ridiculous what he did in the game. All right, rant over. Uh, Nick texts the show and says, I was surprised that Barbe used Coach Krim's playbook from 2004. <laughs> Jason in Flagstaff said, I am the smartest man alive. Yeah, because he's been calling it for months. Hey, y'all better watch out for Arizona. They're better. It's a dangerous game, and they clawed back in that thing and with five turnovers took you to overtime. J-Rock texts the show, says, Hey, Matt, I'm glad the dogs are 2-0. and Thank goodness for turnovers. I'm a little concerned why we didn't throw the ball a little more and be more balanced. Uh, J-Rock, I was puzzled by it as well, man. You know, when I, especially leaving the stadium, I was just sort of like scratching my head going, you know, how did we just play a game? And, and Will Rogers had 17 total pass attempts. And I'm going, well, you know, he got sacked twice, so that would be two other passes that were called. But still, that gives you 19 times you're trying to throw the ball. You only get 17 attempts off, and he completed like 75 or 76% of those for two touchdowns. And average per completion was like 12 yards. So there's a lot of good in there. It just seemed like everything was really out of skew. You had almost 40 rushing attempts in the game. You only threw it 17 times. They only ran 56 plays total. So it wasn't the the game. The, the offensive rope really started slipping away from them when the game changed and they had all these short fields. State Every scoring drive State had in the game was five plays or less. They only had one drive where they drove it for double-digit plays. That was the first drive of the game where they fumbled it in the end zone. It was a touchback. All right, flipping it over now to the Murray West live thread. Go to murraywest.com, and you check them out. Custom apparel, contract embroidery, going back all the way to 1996. They've been doing it for a long time, and, man, do they do a fine job. Anything that requires it. Your company logo, I don't care what kind of company it is, what kind of business you're in, your brand, your church, whatever. You you need your logo on stuff. Clothing, hats, promotional items, embroidered, printed, whatever. Do like Ole Miss Athletics, do like Genteel and others. Go to their website. You'll see who they work with. Murray West, that's M-U-R-R-Y. Go to murraywest.com. That's where you need to go. The Murray West live thread here on YouTube. Let's see. Danny says, hey, Matt, Hale State from Ringgold, Georgia. What a ball game. Yes, it's fine. And look, it's a good win for State because I think Arizona's going to show that they're a pretty good team. You know, I know they have an NFL left tackle. <laughs> I know they have a, a really fine receiver or two. And they got some size in the defensive front. A defensive end for Michigan look good. Uh, Sven uh, comments and says, Hale State, everybody. Buki and Jet, A+. Kevin Barbet, F. <laughs> uh, Sven says, call me crazy. If Bama plays like this in three weeks, we have a shot. Uh, you get them in start, well, that's for sure. Joseph commented and said, you have to hand it to Texas. They silenced uh, Bama. Yeah, Sven said, thanks for the breakdown of the game. Yeah, appreciate that. Glad you got to check that out for the show. But it'll be there on YouTube, just kind of living there if y'all want to go check it out. It's a little longer if you... And there is a podcast form of that as well. So if you subscribe to the, the Matt Wyatt Show podcast, you'll see it on there just to break down on the game. And it's, it's a little longer and a little bit more thorough thoughts on that. Uh, Lewis texted the show or commented on the Murray West live thread said, don't take it away 
from Will again, coaches. Hale State, yeah, he wanted to, you know, let him throw the ball a little bit. Matthew says, Hale State, Matt and Beaver delivering Milo's Tea in Temple, Texas today. Good game this weekend. He said, so you think we can beat LSU in the early start game? Well, that's really the question. 11 a.m. kickoff this weekend at Davis Wade for uh, LSU and Mississippi State. Kind of, you know, 11 a.m. games are going to eliminate your tailgating for the most part. Now, SEC Nation or whatever that show is is coming. It's the SEC Network version of game day, but, you know, I'll just withhold my comments. What I, you know, that's great. Y'all go, y'all head on out there. <laughs> it's great. It's good stuff. Um, <clears throat> back over to the text line, country pleasing text line. The number to text eight eight five three seven seven six. Unnamed texture says, "Why won't Arnett let Will Rogers throw the <laughs> ball?" Watching that was so frustrating. Well, again, it, it was a tough game for him offensively from a planning and and play calling standpoint because you know, they had short possessions where they weren't possessing the ball that long early because of short fields and turnovers um, which changes how you thought you might call the game going in now you're prepared for those things you got you know charts that you're going to go by in certain situations down and distance certain matchups all that kind of thing they've studied it that's what they do but it, it can change it up on you and again, when you get up early, your defense has to stay on the field a lot in one quarter. Afterwards, Arnett said he wants Barbe in the offense. He told him to stay on the field some, use some clock. Well, that's obviously going to affect your play calling and how you approach it versus your normal pedal to the metal, let's go get it in the air sort of thing. So maybe all those things contributed. But again, they only ran 56 offensive plays in the whole game. I can't remember the last time I saw that. Lots of texts and comments coming up. Stick around. All right. Back with you, I'm Matt. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. You can call me today on this Reaction Monday. Love to hear your voice. Number to call, 995-1059. That's the Divinity Equipment phone line, 995-1059, 601 number. Give me a shout. Uh, now, earlier when we were pointing out the fact that I, anyway, was surprised that Texas went in there and beat Alabama. Others weren't so surprised. They picked them. I thought Alabama would win. That, you know, last week we decided Alabama's band was better than Texas's, but the team wasn't apparently. So we played the Texas fight song. And Boomer Sooner texted the show and said, please, Matt, don't subject your listeners to that. Okay, we won't. How's that? And Oklahoma, I don't know, beat somebody. I don't know who they beat. <laughs> they beat somebody. I know they have a little controversy going on, too. Yeah, and before we go any further, we kind of got our reaction Monday started. You know, it's not lost on me or anyone else that um, today, the anniversary of 9-11, September 11th, 2001, and it's obviously something that I tell you, you know, there's just no amount of time that goes by that softens it 
for those of us who lived through it. Um, I do see every year how you and I, we all, um, we talk about where we were, you know, and what we were doing and what we were talking about and where we were going. And uh, Mine was I was headed to work that day, 9-11. I was headed to work at the local television station in Tupelo where I had a job then, and I was headed into work that morning, and folks on radio were talking. I heard about it on the radio, like mentioning something was going on. So when I parked at the TV station, I uh, went into the newsroom, and everybody that works there, which never happened, uh, where that everyone was huddled around one TV, you know, in the newsroom, working newsroom, really all hours of the day, everybody's buzzing around doing their own things, and they're in their stations and weather and sports and news and writers and engineers and but there were probably 10 to 15 people that were there at that time. They're all around one television. And I walk up. Uh, the news director was Robert, a man named Robert Davidson. God rest his soul. He passed away very recently. <clears throat> and nobody was saying anything. And I had heard what was on the radio. And I could see we could hear the coverage. And uh, everyone's still con confused because I remember looking at it thinking, is this an accident? I was still thinking, do they know for sure? Is this like, is this an, and just before on television, you could see the second plane hit the other tower. I remember Robert Davidson looking at me and looking at everyone and going, I, I don't think this is an accident. And then it was just the shock of, is he saying what I think he's saying? We're under attack. And then of course we see the second plane and uh, just never forget it. You know, those things, the whole experience, I think for all of us, it never gets dull. It never fades. It's just as searing as it was the day that it happened. And um, so every day, and you know, every certainly anniversary, 9-11, every tribute I've ever seen, it's really uh, it kind of brings it all back to the surface. And we will have a lot of that today around our country and rightfully so. And just let it remind us to be thankful that we live in the United States of America. And regardless of what you may see and hear in other parts of our country, we are very fortunate uh, to be here. And God bless the United States of America. All right, text the show, 885-3776, uh, 601 number. 885-3776. Call us on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. And feel free to comment on the Murray West Live thread. I'm going to come to your comments in just a minute, and we'll check those out. All right. Um, Louise texts the show and says, Matt, what was the environment like at Davis Wade Saturday? It sounded great on the radio. Well, thanks for listening. I will say this. Um, it, it was a really fine atmosphere. Now, the east side of the stadium did, was nowhere near full. I mean, there were really empty seats over there. But, like, the west side and the student section, you know, was there. And then you had, I'd say, probably three-quarters of the seats full on the east side. So it wasn't full. But it was a a very good crowd for a week two game. Uh, you know, not full. Could be better, sure. The student section was slam full. And uh, it was loud. They did a great job sort of setting the tone. And, and yeah, it was a good atmosphere. 
not the best you've ever had that had there, not the loudest, but certainly a good one. All right, I got to go quick here. Let's see here. I'm gonna get way behind. Ronnie Texas showing says, "Tell me what made uh, scratch my head is the fact play calling was so bad." He said, "And not playing some of the best players." David and Brandon Texas show, and he says, "Let me ask you this: I'm not partial to either team, considering myself neutral." In an honest, uh, in an honest moment, it says, "Who are you taking as your quarterback, Rogers or Dart?" He said, "I'm picking Dart and landslide. landslide. That's David and Brandon." Yeah, you know, to me, there's got to be some context there. You know, it's like going, it's a little bit like going, you know, who you want uh, for your offense, you know, let's say uh, uh, Mike Wright or Rodgers. Well, I need to know some context on, like, what I'm planning on running. I, you know, there is no doubt that, I mean, look, look at it this way. Mike Leach recruited – Will Rogers to Washington State for a reason. He's running the true blue air raid like it was 20 years ago. Where you're going to stand in there and throw it all over the field and read the defense. I don't want you to take it off. Right? And we're not doing zone read and RPO. We're throwing it. And that's what he was recruited to do. And frankly, he did a really fine job of it. Uh, even as a freshman when he was called on. If, if I've got RPO and I want to have a real threat of the quarterback running the football with some efficiency, then that that might mean I'm going after a different kind of player, which I think Dart fits that. Now, I will say this, David. I didn't see every snap of the Ole Miss game. Now, I did listen to some of it on my way to Startwell Saturday, and then I got to see some of it in there watching it on my computer. Um, but I didn't get to see every snap. But every time I watch him, that is dart for Ole Miss. I come away impressed. I did in the Egg Bowl last year. You know, last year I remember hearing all the stuff, and I wasn't getting to see a lot of their games. And then I saw him in person in the Egg Bowl, and I came away from the uh, Egg Bowl going, man, I'm impressed with that guy. You know, he really throws it well. He's tough. He's a good athlete. So the few, I say few, you know, the snaps that I saw of their game on Saturday at Tulane, I was really impressed with him. And then I get to church, and there's some Ole Miss friends of mine. They're, like, complaining. And, oh, he does this, and he doesn't do that. I'm like, I don't know if y'all are watching the same guy I'm watching. He's, the kid's good and tough. He had a really good late run that I thought was a big spark for them. On the, uh, on the Murray West live thread over here, go to murraywest.com. But on the live thread, Chuck says, State fans love bashing the starting quarterback more than they love their own mothers. It is an annual tradition with a about a 10% slice of the Mississippi State fan base every year. <laughs> every year, Chuck. You nailed that. Uh, Nunya Texas Show says, Did you see the frustration with the play calling bleeding through on the running plays in the later drives? Uh, I, don't, I don't really know about that. No, I don't think so. Brett in Madison, Texas show says, Matt, it didn't feel like the Saints were going to hang 50 on Carr's first drive. And he always says, didn't it feel like they were going to hang 50? Then it just died and they survived. Do you feel like they are an offense capable of scoring 30 points a game or would it look more like last year? It's probably going to look a little bit in between. Maybe not quite like last year, but they're not going to hang 30 every game. No. I mean, it'll be somewhere in between. 
I watched a good portion of that, honestly, but I fell asleep. <laughs> I slept through some of it. I'm just telling the truth. <laughs> Jason in Flagstaff said, what were y'all talking about in the postgame about State's offensive line struggling in the middle? Well, Jason, here's what I saw is you did have some pass protection breakdowns a few times in the ballgame, and you didn't throw it that much, right? Okay, so there were two sacks in there. There were some holds in there where you kind of had to hold or else he's going to get popped back there in the backfield. Where you, There was one particular holding call on Soya late where it's basically the the one technique that's lined up between he and the center, Cole Smith. It looked like the entire offensive line was in slide left protection. You know, gap left, slide left. But, and, and he even stepped that way, but the first thing he did was check to his right between he and the right tackle to see if that end was coming inside. And when he did, then he real quick looks back to the left and the inside, and now the guy's gotten an edge on him because Cole's looking to his left the left guard's looking to his left. The left tackle's looking to his left. So he kind of slipped through, and now it's too late because Cole wasn't even checking the gap. He wasn't even checking that gap. He's checking the gap to the left. See what I mean? So somebody's – it's that it, – Jason, it's that thing of that Matt Stinchcomb was talking about, how five guys working together in unison. In the air raid, you're on an island. It's just me and this one guy. But we all got to be on the same page here in these certain types of protection. All it takes is one guy look the wrong way for a split second. You let somebody edge in there. Now I got no chance to get in front of him, block him. I hook him and hold him because I don't want to get Will hit and, and fumbled. We'll just take the penalty. So, yeah, I think I think that um, they just have a little ways to go in, in several aspects. And up front and pass pro is one of those. Stick around. It's go time. Let's go. With a Matt Wyatt Show. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. I'm back with you in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team, your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. That's your hometown heroes right there. All 82 counties in Mississippi. Coming to your comments on the Murray West live thread. And then uh, back over to the text line in short order. Uh, Sven comments on YouTube, says, Dart or Rogers, give me will all day long. Uh, somebody on YouTube called How About That says, question, what do you think about the Pac-12 referees walking up to the end zone and looking at the Arizona quarterback on the ground and signaling touchdown when the ball was three yards back in a state player's hand? Well, you know, they, on the call, they said cross the plane of the goal line before fumbling. And then, of course, they reviewed it, too. Well, the reviews, you know, just everybody's in a big pile up there so it didn't show anything clearly I'm going to be honest with you I had no problem with those officials uh, or the job they did I thought they did a good job really did you know I questioned the first out of bounds hit they called it was against uh, Esaias Furge and I thought it was a little ticky tack it wasn't really out of bounds yet but you know it was right on the sideline but they got them for one of those later too that it was a deal where the guys 
barreling into Tulu Griffin way up the field, and it's kind of like already airborne. He couldn't really hold up. They got him later, but I thought they did a good job. And the call at the end, they got it right. You know, the replay clearly showed that he had the ball on the right arm. The left elbow goes down, so the ball was short of the yard line. And I thought that Pac-12 officiating crew did a really good job in the game, actually. I really do. Um, on the Murray West live thread on YouTube, JS290 comments and says, Arnett mentioned Will Rogers called the run plays for various reasons like short field, defensive reads. Uh, he says, don't need to give LSU a lot of tape this week. Well, see, I just don't – I don't believe that. Yes, in week one, J.S., there was – in week one against southeastern Louisiana – by the way, southeastern Louisiana lost this past week, kind of got whipped by South Alabama. Um, there was an element of vanilla, and they just didn't do very many variations of what they can do in their their – personnel and their formations. They did a little bit, but not much. Pretty vanilla. But that wasn't the deal this week. Um, you know, this is a game against an opponent they very much respected and who's got some NFL players on both sides of the ball. And so they there's no room for holding stuff back. I just don't believe it was a hold it back situation for them. Maybe maybe wrong, but I I, I don't believe that. Like I, I told a friend of mine this weekend who texted that to me and said, you know, if they were withholding stuff to try to hide it from LSU, it was a mistake because it almost got them beat is the way I would look at it. Fletcher on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. I finished up the holly and pina and cheddar this morning. I got to go get some more. Uh, Fletcher says, do you think Arizona was the ninth best team on our schedule? A couple of other Mississippi State podcasters seem to think so. Fletcher says, I don't agree. Well, you know, uh, yeah, I don't think so. Um, I know they're not the ninth best passing offense you're going to face. I know that. <laughs> they had the number, was it number five or number six best passing offense in the entire country last year? at uh, Arizona. And they have a, you know, one of the more highly recruited kids in the country at receiver um, at that particular position. I think it's McMillan, was that his name? You know, they got some, you know, they can throw the football, and they did it last year at a very high level. So I know they're not the ninth best passing offense you're going to face. Uh, I, I know they are not the ninth best defense you're going to face. They're a little better than that, too. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess I would say at the end of the day, who cares? What does it matter? Because you beat them. Uh, Bama fan, Texas, shown says, roll tide. Saban will get it fixed. Texas had a good game plan. I am looking forward to getting a chance to sit down and watch that game all over again. The numbers, the stats, sort of tell it a little bit. You had some turnovers, right? Remember when Chris Stewart from the Alabama radio network was on last week, and he's, and I asked him the question, okay, if we see an Alabama loss, what do you think we're going to be talking about afterwards as the culprit of why they would lose this game? Listen to his answer. Right. I, I think for Alabama to lose, they would have had to help Texas. Now, I think Texas is good enough. You don't have to help them a lot. Yeah. But if you turn the football over, whether that's, you know, 
tip pass, drop pass, fumble by a running back. Um, but certainly with people still wanting to to see Jalen Milrow prove it more than one weekend against MTSU, um, if he is responsible for those turnovers. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just, there it was. He turned it over twice. Texas never turned it over. So Texas wins the turnover battle. Milrow threw two interceptions. They did have some drop passes. Ten-point loss at home. I thought Chris really nailed it. Um, C-Dub says, do you think that Arnett would be ready to coach someone else's SEC program if it hadn't happened like it did for him in Starkville? Well, you know, I, I my opinion, I said it then. I actually said it before all that stuff happened, before Coach Leach passed. I mean, Arnett was going to be somebody's young head coach somewhere soon. Now, you know, SEC, not likely, you know, but somewhere, yeah. He was going to be somebody's young head coach soon. That's just the trajectory he was on. Everybody kind of knew that. But you said SEC, probably not likely in the SEC. Um, Somebody said, what a difference a year makes. Last year, everyone wanted Mississippi State to run the ball. All season long, people whined about not running the ball more. (laughs) This year, everyone is wanting us to throw the ball. Just an observation. Yeah, I know, isn't it? Um, And we'll see how the whole year goes. It's the week-to-week things can really look different and seem different when you're making a transition and something's new. It's just it's hard for me to believe that that second game out of the gates, the plan was for Will to throw it that little. It's just that's not it. And then they only ran 56 plays. and right. So sometimes what we see happen in a game isn't necessarily what was planned. And I think we have to remember that. Robert from Tennessee sent us a text, and he said, Matt, watching Jet and Watson continue to impact just about every game they play in makes me recall how many linebackers over the years we've had that seem to be undervalued by so many people. Very thankful our coaches over the years have known how to evaluate and develop talent. Yeah, Jet from Tupelo and uh, Nathaniel Watson from Maplesville, Alabama. That's... uh, the town that my mother is from, where she grew up, went to school, and her brothers and sisters, and her mom and her dad, so my grandparents from there, from Maplesville. Right, when I was a kid, my, my granddad was actually the mayor of Maplesville, Alabama. That's where uh, Bookie Watson is from. Maplesville, for those that don't know, is on Highway 82 in Alabama on the other side of Tuscaloosa. So, like, if you were to go to – if you were to go to – like if you're if you're in Starkville and you get on Highway 82 and just take it east all the way to Tuscaloosa and just stay on it through Tuscaloosa and keep going, then a little ways on the other side of Tuscaloosa you run into Maplesville. It's in Chilton County, where the peaches come from, and you don't even have to see the Chilton County sign. You get it close to Maplesville, you start seeing uh, peach trees and peach orchards all along the side of the road as you get into close to Maplesville. State grad 98 on the country-pleasing text line says, Mike Wright had zero rushes and was taken out of the game on third and short. That's just a disappointment to me as only throwing 17 times. He said Barbe said that he was going to get his playmakers the ball, so why not let him run it some? 
Yeah, I mean, that I would say that was a surprise to me too. Uh, I'm with you there. I don't, you know, know every reason, every thought that goes into every decision, but I, I'm there with you. You know, I certainly walked away from the stadium on Saturday night, kind of one of those, whew, and then go, man, Will only threw it 17 times. He got 17 passes off, and at least two of those were screen passes. There might have been another one in there. And then, yeah, Wright was just, he did nothing. <laughs> Wasn't used a whole lot and did nothing when he was in there. And they really pressured him. They did. They had a, you know, if we go back and study the film, I think I could show you that Arizona definitely had a plan for when Mike Wright came in the game and how they were going to defend it. Going, hey, look, it's obvious they don't want to throw the ball with him. So that will give him the throw. What we will not give him is any lane to run in. We're going to give him a read to give the ball so he doesn't get to keep it. And if he does happen to pull it and keep it, we're going to have people on edges and not worried about the pass. And that's kind of how they played it while he was in there. All right. Man, I love seeing this. It's just one hour in the books. I got another hour's worth of material waiting on me from you, Jason, Beer Slayer, and Anthony and Bama fan and more Bully and Paul and Andre and Keith and Aaron and Jimmy and Debbie and Chuck and all y'all coming up to start hour number two in the Bureau. Stick around.